Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. The podcast that gives you news and views from a non street perspective. This is Not Streetcast 26 for September 3rd, 2021. Welcome to Not Streetcast. I'm Joe Cranock. And I'm not Joe Krynock. No, you're not. There's only one <laughs> Joe Krynock, and that's me. It, you I only wish you were Joe Krynock. I don't think that it's possible that there's <laughs> only one Joe Krynock. No, like, there's not. There Actually, are hundreds kind of, of Jason Bailey's. It's it's kind of funny because whenever I was growing up, my friend who uh, I, I lived in Greensburg, my friend lived in Ligonier, he would uh, frequently cut out newspaper articles from his area of town. Mm-hmm and uh, send them to me for a Joseph S. Krynock and my middle initials A, it's not S. Okay. Oh, wow. So, but this Joseph S. Krynock was always in trouble with the law. <laughs> so <laughs> it was always like, you know, getting himself arrested for DUI and, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know? Yeah. But nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> there was one time in high school, uh, I was in chorus and I would go to the festivals like uh, districts and regionals and states and stuff like that. And when you do that, you travel and you stay with a host family. Okay. And I stayed with a host family that had a son named Jason that was my same age. Okay. And one time he was doing something I don't remember, but his mom was pissed off. Uh huh. And she yells, she yells, Jason Andrew, which is my middle name. And we both go, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so your middle name is Andrew? Yeah. So is mine. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never knew that. That's crazy. <laughs> so you're Jab and I'm Jack. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, Jab. <laughs> <laughs> so you went camping this weekend, huh? Yes, I did. And um, how'd that go? I saw some video that you shot up there is pouring down rain. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't as busy. Uh, as any of the other times that I had been there, okay. which isn't necessarily a bad thing because no. it was, there was more space in the pool. Uh, it wasn't like a fight over the chairs around the pool, uh, stuff like that. And the second day it did rain a lot. The first day that I was there, I spent a lot of time by the pool and just kind of relaxed and chatted with people about the club. I uh, ended up getting into a lot of fun stuff at the nighttime. Ah, and like wink, uh, wink, nudge, yeah, nudge. Yeah, yeah. Or, or more like pound, 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 pound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, something, something like that. Okay. I, uh, I'll tell you all about it when we're not recording. Well, people uh, want to hear the juicy details, Jason. So come on. <laughs> well, give us a morsel. Okay. 
So I wasn't, I wasn't super attracted to any of the people there uh, okay. throughout the day. And I was like, that's, you know, that's fine. I didn't come here to, you know. Yeah. Find... You don't always, you know, strike cold while you're up there. When I, you know, I, I came to relax, but you know, whatever. I wasn't really looking for anything anyway, but then yeah. uh, a few very attractive people showed up in the evening. Okay. And uh, two of them were a couple. Mm-hmm. One of them was interested in me. Oh, there you go. The other one was interested in in somebody else. Uh-huh. And uh, we're hanging out, you know, like one o'clock in the morning at the pool. Yeah. And uh, they didn't get a cabin. They didn't bring a tent. They were just there for a few hours in the evening. Then they were going to go home. Okay. And so the one that was interested in me was like, let's go back to your spot. And I was like, sounds good. And their partner was like, yeah, you guys go have fun. We'll, we'll find somewhere to go. And I was like, do you not have somewhere to go? And they're like, well, not really, you know, neither of us have a tent or a cabin. I was like, all right, well, come on back with us. Uh-huh. So the four of us all pile into that cart and that's what happened. There you go. Fun times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's usually one of those cases where they just kind of just happen organically. You can't yeah. plan that kind of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. If you try to plan it, it ends up being awful. But you know, yeah, kind of like happens at the spur of a moment. However, usually a lot of fun. But I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm 38, right? Uh-huh. And the next day, I wound up with a gigantic, very visible mark on my neck. Oh, you had a hickey. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. You know, it was fine whenever you're like 16. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, but those they're immature hickeys they're they're immature and they're immature looking and i had to go to sheets the next day okay and was just like paranoid the whole time like everybody like in my head everybody was like oh my god look at that almost middle-aged man with a hickey on his neck (laughs) usually if they see somebody that age with that mark it's usually oh something's wrong with that guy he needs help yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god but oh, uh, but yeah so the next day it rained heavily i uh, pretty much all day but i loved it as soon as we saw the clouds getting dark i had a couple of friends there as well okay uh as soon as we saw the clouds getting dark and like knew the rain was coming i went and got my coffee maker and i took it into the rec hall and oh, they all they all piled in the rec hall like with their playing cards and stuff like that and started playing games i brewed a big pot of coffee and i had my my uh favorite mug with me and just drank some decaf coffee and relaxed out on the porch uh that was covered and just kind of watched the rain it was very very nice very relaxing yeah, it's one of those cases there where you know if you can gather a few people into a spot like that it, it ends up being perfectly fine you yeah know? But if you're sitting there alone, oh yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to sit after there for four or five hours by myself. Yeah, while it was raining, but or everybody's uh, hunkered up in their cabins, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Also, one of the regulars there took a spot back in the woods. Okay, like along the trail, uh-huh. cleared it out, and built a tiny home. Oh wow. Yeah, like full with like living room, kitchen, mm-hmm. upstairs for sleeping, a giant wraparound front porch, a front yard that's fenced in. And he had a little uh, 
housewarming party the day that I was there where they had a giant cookout for everybody. Wow. And uh, it's just, it's remarkable. It's a really nice place. Somebody really wanted a vacation home, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Well, you've got to have a lot of money to build a house on a property that you're only allowed on for a few months a year. Well, it's not only just a few months. It's like just what, I mean, like just the winter time, but I don't think you want to be up there during the winter. No, you wouldn't. But I'm just saying, like, if I'm going to build a house, I'm going to live in it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's how much money I have. I can't even afford that. But to build a house that like, you're not even going to live in, just be like, this is my fun time place. Income inequality is a weird thing, Jason. (laughs) Well, I, I know the guy, he did really well with crypto. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So. Anyways. (laughs) Absolutely. Anyways. <laughs> so as you were having the time of your life in the rain, I'm like seeing at home in a state yeah. of deep depression. Oh, damn. So let's, let's talk uh, about that. Dr. Jason's here. Dr. Jason's here. Mm-hmm. Well, you know why? Hmm. I couldn't tell you. That's the weird part about it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll make an admission. I suffer from depression. I know that it's never been severe enough for me to either want to go and you know, get therapy or because I know when it happens and I knew when this happened here. And it's one of those cases where it's like, you feel sorry for yourself, you know? Yeah. You don't count your blessings. You don't uh, think of uh, the things that you do have, you know, you only just start thinking of the things that you could do better with, you know, or failures that you've had in the past or recent past. It just starts to wear on you, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like you go on a date, you think it went well, and then the person never talks to you again, you know, that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then you have a bad relationship and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, something doesn't quite go right plan wise and somebody blows you off and, you know, little things, they just add up and they make you just feel awful. Right. As a person. Right. Most people will be like, okay, whatever, you know, they would say F you to all those folks and move on. Right. Basically, what it boils down to is I was letting people live rent free in my head, you know, affecting how I feel as a person yeah, me in a bad mood. Yeah. And it's just literally a matter of um, not focusing on myself is what it boils down to. So, you know, I kind of made the decision. I'm going to take a few weeks off from going out. I alluded to that last week on the right. show. And um, also, too, I'm going to, you know mainly focus on schoolwork. I'm still going to go out and do things though, but on a much less, um, I'm trying to figure out best way to put it here, much less consistent basis, I guess you could say. Right. So then in that case, um, that way I'm doing everything I should be doing and the things I shouldn't be doing, you know? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you, um, as you've talked about on the show here, you quit drinking, you stopped going out pretty much there. Yeah. Let's let's turn it on you for a second. Do you, do you miss going out? No. Well, so June 6th was the last time I went out. Okay. Um so now it's been almost like, like 3 months, 4 months now. Yeah, September 6th will be 3 uh, months. 3 months, yeah. I uh, so he, there are some some things that I wish that I that I miss a little bit that I wish that I didn't. Okay. Um, like there are some times when I'm getting off work, right. And I'm leaving the club 
it's like 1145 midnight, you know, something like that. And I know that I'm going to just come home and like sit and do nothing for the next couple of hours and then go to bed just like every other night whenever I leave work in that situation. Okay. And I kind of wish that I could just like pop into Lucky's and see who all's there or pop into Donnie's and see who all's there. It's mostly about like the social aspect of it, or to be honest with you, sometimes it's like sex motivated. It's like, Hmm, I kind of miss going out to the bar and getting a little tipsy and grabbing somebody up and going home with them. Or like, you know what I mean? Jason, I only wish it was that easy. So, yeah, but, (laughs) uh, you know, stuff, stuff like that. Um, but, and there, there are some situations where, uh, I, I want to go see like a drag show because like yeah. one of the three people that I'm entertained by in Pittsburgh is going to be performing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Venus doom keeps doing those coffee shop drag shows, then that will fill that desire because I'd be happy to go to a coffee shop drag show. Yeah, the reason why I asked you about this here is kind of like, you know, like a lot of the gay community is centered around a bar scene. Yeah, unfortunately. absolutely. You know, it's an unfortunate fact because it's probably one of the few places that gay men felt safe. You know, whenever they were growing up, you know, or whenever they were in their early 20s or or right. whatnot, you know. So unfortunately, it seems like it's produced a bunch of drug heads and alcoholics and right. And it's just um, very unfortunate there. It's kind of like me pretending I have high moral superiority. I'm like, I don't want to associate with that anymore. Right. You know, but it's not that. No, it's, it's, it's more or less. It's kind of like it boils down to the simple fact that anything in excess is not a good thing. I've learned. I agree. I agree. So it's, you know, you drink, don't drink the excess. You smoke, don't smoke the excess. Do pot, don't do that to excess, you know, sex, don't do that to excess. I mean, it, you literally could apply to everything in life and it would sure. make sense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Except for a few things, reading, school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But working, yeah. Don't do that in excess either. You know, it's just uh, the reason why I'm mentioning all this here is that when I came to that crossroads, it was like, it almost, I just felt like things were out of balance and I had to rebalance them there because I wasn't happy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I think is helping me is the fact that around the same time that I decided to stop drinking, I also started working more. And so I'm occupied a lot with work. And then every time I'm in that situation where I'm like, man, I wish I could just swing down to Lucky's. It's right there. Just see who all's out. I remember that for like the last year, every time I had gone out, I barely knew anybody anymore. It was a a much younger, newer crowd. And I barely, barely knew anybody. So it wouldn't matter if I stopped down here, down there. The only person that I would know is the bartender. Mm -hmm. And someone's like, Hey, you just want to go and say, hi, how are you doing? You know, then leave, you know, yeah, have a drink anyways. Yeah. So you've been busy with work. I have. Yeah. Um, finally get the shit with your car straightened down the birds with its registration and everything. Cause I know yes. fighting that for the past few weeks. Yeah. So I've told the entire story for the last two weeks in a row. So I'll give yeah. the nutshell version <laughs> this week for context. I uh, basically, 
I had some documents that needed notarized. There was a line that wasn't filled out when it was sent to me. Uh-huh. And I, I went to the, to the notary and he said, no, I need to have that line filled out. So I called Carvana. They sent me new forms, line not filled out, called Carvana. They sent me new forms, line not filled out. But this time there was an instruction sheet and it flat out said, we cannot fill this line out. If they're giving you problems, go somewhere else and try again. <laughs> so it's like the chicken and egg syndrome there. You know, it's kind yeah. of like somebody fill the damn line out. Why don't I just fill it out myself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I. Uh, I went to a place called Notary Now uh-huh. in some weird part of town where I had to park up on the <laughs> sidewalk. It's, it sounds like one of those places that pass cars. Like we have uh, car inspections in Pennsylvania. Yeah. They just pass them even if they fail emissions. Yeah. Like, here you go. <laughs> I can stick, you know. Yeah. Well, I went over there and the, it was the nicest woman in the uh-huh. world. And she had like a pumpkin spice scented candle burning. And it was just, you know, she and I were meant to get along. She didn't ask any questions. She just took my ID, notarized it. I, I paid her like 16 bucks and uh, I was on my way. So it's finally done. So now I can get my car's registration. Thank goodness. So, yeah, absolutely. And then I had to go and find a FedEx place to drop it off at. Well, that's fairly easy. Thank God. So, yeah. Well, the closest one to me was in Oakland. Okay. Oh yeah. Oakland's a bitch in the middle of the day while college, while like classes were in, (laughs) I would have found a different one. (laughs) I wasn't that smart at the time. I learned quickly driving a car. Don't drive through Oakland. (laughs) Yeah. I circled Oakland maybe three times looking for a parking spot. Mm -hmm. It was, it was awful. Now you wish you had taken the bus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. In or, that part of town, it's probably a little easier actually to take public transportation than it is to actually drive a car. I could have more easily gotten there and accomplished what I wanted to do on one of those little motorized scooters. Why didn't you think of that, Jason? You, you have was, experience now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my Lord. Oh man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So yeah, yeah we Speaking are of crazy. Yeah. We are currently getting pounded with rain here in Pittsburgh and back home in, in Huntington County as well. Well, not as much in Pittsburgh. We got our pounding ended finally. It's yeah, calmed down now. So just recently ended, but we did get pounded. It was it rained for 24 hours straight. Yeah, because what happened yesterday was is that a storm developed along the front that was yeah. hanging right over Pittsburgh mm. and just rode along the front there. So we got more rain than they expected. Like out, like out of that storm. That's supposed to be just a tiny little storm. It dropped like an inch, inch and a half, two inches of rain, depending on where you're at. Yeah. And then Ida came through, and we didn't get pounded quite as hard as they thought we were with Ida. But yeah. Central Pennsylvania right now, though, is getting really pounded with the rains from Ida, and I feel bad for them. Oh my lord! Uh, that's where I grew up. And yeah, I, I I was watching something there. There was a dam break somewhere. Yeah. On the Juniata River. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm on Facebook. I'm seeing all these people back in Alexandria and Huntington County. I uh, posting. So give people an videos. idea of where that's at, Jason, because I'm it's, not even sure there. Okay. So it's like, we, in be- uh, we in know where John's town is. yeah, it's like in between Altoona and state college. Okay. If you're going down 99, 
you go uh, past Altoona, and then you get off at the Tyrone exit. Okay, so give it people an idea there. If you're looking at Pennsylvania, um, go about almost halfway over, not quite. I would say maybe like a third of the way over. Yeah. And there's Johnstown, and then um, Altoona is, I believe, northeast of it. Yeah. And State College is even more northeast. So, right? But Well, sort of. It's more like a triangle. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's uh, Altoona. And then to uh, the southwest is Alexandria. And then okay. to the northeast of Alexandria is, uh, or northwest of Alexandria is, is State College. It's like a triangle. I've, I've, I've now drawn a circle, Jason. What the hell? <laughs> on, 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 on my page, I'm like, uh. yeah. But anyways. <laughs> but so. yeah, in case, I don't know why it's important, in case anybody wants to go visit my hometown of 500 people and 35 farms. I don't have country music here. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, <laughs> no, so, but it like like the one thing that I always joked about was it's like it always felt like when you went from like Pittsburgh to Johnstown mm -hmm. that you went from like like ten years back in time. Yes, or yeah, like or or it was stuck permanently in like 1985. Yeah, that's that's very accurate. <laughs> accurate. Why that is? It's like you know. It's not like you guys oh. have less access to things than we do here. You know? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, so uh, moving on, you don't watch that much TV. We've talked about that a bunch, or you say that to me all the time. Every time I ask if you've seen this show or that show, you're always like, Jason, I don't watch much TV. But so now you uh, have just gotten yourself hooked on the morning wood. The morning wood. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the morning show. Oh, the morning show. Okay. <laughs> the morning wood. <laughs> no, seriously, this is a great show. I <laughs> I've never even I've never the even heard wood. of it. <laughs> really, Jason, the morning wood? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to see if you would catch it or if you would oh, just yes, go I with would. It. <laughs> of course I would. I pay attention. Uh, uh, so what is this show? I've never even heard of it. Um, it stars Jennifer Aniston, mm -hmm. Reese Witherspoon, Ooh. Steve Carell. Oh, wow. That's a few other people here and there and there that you know. Uh, Martin Short plays a very minor character. Yeah. And it there, he shows up like twice during the whole entire first 10 episodes there. But basically, it's based upon a book that talked about the morning uh, news wars. Okay. And uh, whenever they first started doing it there, Me Too wasn't a thing. And okay. that became a thing as they were starting to develop the series. So they kind of scrapped whatever they were doing mm -hmm. before. And they went ahead and actually started again. And so they incorporated a lot of that in there. Because in the first episode, uh, Steve Carell, who plays uh, the character Mitch, who is Alex. And that's um, Jennifer Aniston's character. Yeah. So Alex and Mitch host this morning show. And Mitch gets fired from the morning show for sexual misconduct hmm. basically there was you know allegations that he was having you know affairs and stuff like that you know and unwanted sexual advances and whatnot yeah so it follows um basically that whole entire story from all three perspectives and then so you know the morning show loses mitch so there's just alex there and then all of a sudden this girl played by reese witherspoon um bradley johnson she gets into like a viral video 
like she's a news uh, reporter in like West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. And she gets in this viral video for like going off on this protester ends up as a guest on the morning show. And then um, the president of the network's trying to court her to maybe possibly, you know, do her like a report role and everything. And then all of a sudden things kind of like this shit just, you know, hits the fan basically. Yeah. Alex is slowly starting to go nuts over the course of the series there. And actually during a an award presentation, like she introduces uh, Bradley as the new co-host of the morning show, mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally on a Friday and the show is going to premiere on Monday with her as the co-host. And she's like, what the hell's going on here? So, Oh, wow. It is so dramatic. That's absolutely awesome. crazy. Yeah. So, um, if you want drama, yeah, this is definitely the show there. I tell you what, it was like, I was, glued to that television there's binging multiple episodes trying oh, wow. to get caught up here because the second season of it is going to premiere on september 17th now what's and interesting is- about that show is is that it didn't get great reviews whenever it first came out because um the first three episodes were a little bit slower you know paced and everything i yeah. guess you could say or yeah. maybe not quite as good as the next episodes there but it, it kind of um it gained some you know uh steam as it was going along there and everybody's like wow this is great you know that's awesome so i look i looked it up this is on apple tv yes this is on apple tv plus okay nice which is um if you buy an iphone or an ipad or something like that you'll get it for a year for free oh that's awesome yeah it's only 4.99 a month so it's not horribly expensive there and i tell you what that show is well worth the four ninety nine a month right there. It was actually one of the first shows actually came out. It started in September, um, I think September two thousand nineteen actually. Nice is when it premiered. So, but then you know the whole entire shooting schedule for the second season got screwed up because of COVID and everything. Yeah, and so now at this point here, it's actually going to premiere the second season now. So I'm a little behind, but I tell you what, the show holds up quite well. Nice. Well, that's awesome. So. Uh... If you're interested in watching, uh, you can tune into Apple TV Plus on September 17th for the yes. Morning Wood Season 2. <laughs> Jason, that's a, that's what you're developing for Pornhub, right? <laughs> there's a, there's a um, Pornhub Plus. Yeah. There's a company, a porn company called Wood Rocket that makes <laughs> that makes a ton of porn parodies. And maybe it'll show up on there. There we go. The morning wood <laughs> <laughs> coming soon to Apple TV plus and the pirate Bay. You know, what always just makes me laugh is how badly acted porn scenes are to the point where it's like, <laughs> why do you even bother? I know. Right. Just yeah. cut out all the dialogue. Oh yeah. Everybody and skips it anyway. Hell they don't want to make them very well. You know, so it's like you're listening to shitty audio in a room, you know? Yeah. It's That's- like, yeah. Um, I want to have sex with you. Oh, you want to have sex with me? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's like so stilted. <laughs> it's not even funny. You know, uh, I'm just, oh yeah. my God. Uh, <laughs> but anyways. Uh, anyhow. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, we'll take a break here. We'll be right back with the news as Not Straight Cast continues after this.
If ensuring speed and security for your websites is a top priority for you, then search no further than Voxonix's shared website hosting plans. Voxonix uses SSD-powered servers and provides numerous site acceleration tools that will make your websites load noticeably faster. Additionally, Voxonix has deployed ZFS data storage to shield your website contents from corruption. Also, Voxonix will manage the task of migrating all the websites you need to their system at no cost to you. Get started with a free 30-day trial. You don't even need a credit card at voxonyx.com. That's V-O-X-O-N-X.com. Afterwards, it's only $4.42 per month. Visit voxonyx.com to get started now. Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. Jason, did you have a good break? I did. I got more coffee. Your gallon, your next gallon of coffee there? I have it in a very large mug. Your next gallon, I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just use a plastic milk jug, don't you? Just yeah. chug it out of there. It's a, uh, it's a pot that I made a couple of hours ago, but didn't finish. So I poured it over ice. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. yum. Cold coffee on a cold day. Here yum, in Western yum, Pennsylvania. Yum. Yeah. So I guess it's now time for the news. News. All right. Now, granted, if you're actually getting your news just from us, I feel bad for you. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> with that said, Jason, go ahead. Last week, Ben Shapiro claimed that the situation in Afghanistan went downhill because Biden's Pentagon is more focused on diversity and revising restrictions on trans troops than it is on winning wars. Right-wing commentator Kyle Becker jumped on the same bandwagon as he mocked the U.S. military for being humiliated on the world stage after adopting LGBT-inclusive policies. Meanwhile, Fox Nation host Laura Logan spread a false claim that the U.S. Embassy in Kabul had flown a pride flag from its rooftop ahead of the Taliban's takeover, and conservative filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza went as far as accusing Chief of Staff Chairman Mark Milley of having fantasies of putting troops in high heels, maybe transgender surgeries, and transgender bathrooms. The small fact that the actual order to withdraw troops from Afghanistan was issued by Trump, not Biden, was easily glossed over by the New York Post, which asked the former president how he would have done things differently. Trump insisted it all would have been fine if he was in charge because he had a special understanding with the Taliban where they knew they weren't allowed to do this. <laughs> Breathe in, Joe. Breathe in. I know, right? Out. <laughs> I'm like, seriously. Okay, so let's put it this way. Biden's not had the best two weeks here, you know? No. Obviously, there. You know, anytime you need to withdraw troops, it's going to be messy. Mm -hmm. You know, there were a few things that happened. One is that, you know, the Afghan government fell much faster than they ever expected. Right. Also, too, they've put in so much money, and what have they gotten out of it? Not much. Right. You know, it's like the uh, United States is very famous for going and forcing its, you know, views and beliefs on other folks there. And that doesn't always work out for everybody. Yeah. Russia tried doing this. It's it just Afghanistan's kind of been a, 
basically a money pit for anybody who decides to try fixing it, you know? Yeah. Whatever be fixed. We don't know. I mean, it'd be nice if it was fixed, but you know, I don't think it's going to happen or if it's going to happen, it's going to happen on its own naturally, you know? Yeah. Well, we could try putting some more Starbucks over there. Maybe that would make everybody happy. That probably was the problem, to be honest with you there. (laughs) Starbucks was the problem. And since Trump didn't drink coffee, he never realized that. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking (laughs) of things, things falling uh, apart, uh, what's going on with uh, Joe Exotic's zoo? Yeah. So Carol Baskin has revealed that she has sold Joe Exotic's former private zoo and has written a very specific condition into the deed. So Joe Exotic, the notorious star of Tiger King is currently serving a 17-year prison sentence for a host of animal abuses and plotting to murder. Animal rights activist Baskin used the animal park for breeding a large collection of tigers, lions, and other big cats. In June 2020, he was ordered to hand over the his Oklahoma private zoo, Greater Winnowood Exotic Animal Park, to Baskin in the place of the $1 million that he owed her following a copyright lawsuit. Now, Baskin has confirmed that she sold the property in June 2021 under the condition that it will never be used as a zoo again. Additionally, her husband, Howard Baskin, told Yahoo News that according to the deed, the property can never be associated with the Tiger King. He said if it becomes an RV park or storage unit, we don't want it named the Tiger King RV Park. We would like the 20 years of mistreatment of animals there to be forgotten and be history. Last month, a federal appeals court ruled that Joe Exotic's prison term for his role in plotting to kill arch nemesis Carol Baskin should be reduced. Exotic was found guilty of hiring two different men to kill Baskin, the bisexual owner of Big Cat Rescue, and was also convicted on eight counts of violating the Lacey Act for falsifying wildlife records and nine counts of violating the Endangered Species Act. When he was initially sentenced to the 22 years in prison in January of 2020, the trial court treated the two hitmen exotic hired to kill Baskin as separate incidents when calculating his sentence. But the appeals court has now said they should be considered one conviction, as both incidents had the same goal, murdering Baskin. <laughs> the appeals court ordered that exotic be resentenced to 17 and a half years, but even with that reduced prison term, he'll still be in the 70s when he's released. Wow. So, you know, the drama continues, apparently. So I know, right? <laughs> I mean, who would not want to stay at the Tiger King RV park? You know, I don't know that I would. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know who that would attract? David Stanton. And all the meth people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it did attract David Stanton because he's like, oh, this is a great job opportunity. I'm going to go down there and work. You know, I know. Right. Oh, man. Oh, dear Lord. Or somebody like him could be the only person who could end up there, you know? Yeah. What's weird to think that. Of course, we I, can't say too much about ourselves because we got suckered in ending up at GLTV. Yeah, but we left. I don't know. Well, he left, you know, the zoo. Yeah. That's so true. I have to give him that much. You know, he got one thing right. <laughs> so, yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, it's weird that we're still hearing about Tiger King stuff. It seems like it was 10 years ago that we all watched that documentary. It was just in the beginning of the pandemic, actually. Yeah, it came out I know, on Netflix, but, yeah. But it feels like forever ago. Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. Doesn't it? Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Oh, so a little bit less crazy. A good story uh, posted on NBCnews.com. 
uh, Jojo Siwa, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing that. No, you got it right. You got it right. That name. No, Jojo that's absolutely Siwa. correct. Good. Yeah, I, was, I was worried that you were going to mispronounce it. So when you <laughs> actually said Siwa, I'm like, fantastic job, Jason. <laughs> Jojo Siwa is about to make history on the upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars as the first contestant in 30 seasons to dance with a person of the same sex. Dun, dun, dun. Indeed. The Instagram, uh, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Cram your gram and Instagram. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Let's Go start ahead. that sentence over. Yeah, right. The Instagram account for the popular ABC dance competition series shared video of the 18 year old reality TV personality gushing about the news. While a same sex couple will be the first for the American iteration of the show. Other international versions have already done this in the past. In 2010, Israel was the first country to feature a same-sex couple, followed by numerous other countries like Italy and Australia. In 2019, a male duo not only competed in Denmark, but also won. Back in the U.S., model Niall DeMarco, who identifies as sexually fluid, and actor Jody Sweeten briefly danced with pros of the same sex in 2016, making it the first same-sex dance routine to ever be featured on the American version of the show. Earlier this year, Siwa came out as part of the LGBT community while also announcing she was in a relationship with a girl, Kylie Prue. In a recent interview with Today, promoting her new Paramount Plus film, The J-Team, Siwa said she was still figuring out how exactly she identifies, but that she feels comfortable with labels such as gay, queer, and pansexual. In a statement, LGBTQ advocacy organization GLAAD celebrated Siwa and her casting on the dance show. So, yay. Yay. I don't really <laughs> watch JoJo, you know, so. I don't, you know, I, 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 I've heard of her. Let me put it that way. I don't really watch Dancing with the Stars. I never have. Yeah. So I don't know why you put this story here, Chase. <laughs> we don't watch Dancing with the Stars. Uh, we don't care about JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> Will our audience? I don't know. You know. I don't know. But it's, uh, you know, for anybody that cares, we're about to have the uh, the first contestant in 30 seasons to dance with a person of the same sex. So it's news. And now that we mentioned JoJo, mm -hmm. um, in June 2019, the FDA issued a warning about a dangerous level of asbestos in a JoJo Siwa branded cosmetics kit, prompting Claire's to recall the product. So, oh, neat. Yeah. So we'll do public service at the very least here. So, well, there you go. <laughs> right. So, there you go. Anyways, uh, the last story here before we go ahead and get to the moment of conclusion. Anyways, um, TV Mongol Ryan Murphy, you know, the guy who does American Horror Story. Mm -hmm. has shut down a critic who whined that he writes too many gay perverted addicts and an epic clapback this week a lady gaga fan caught murphy's attention when it tweeted can ryan murphy write a season without gay perverted addicts i feel like he's used this trope a million times the tweet seemingly referred to the premiere of the 10th season of american horror story on uh wednesday august 25th american horror story double feature but murphy who also created ratchet halston and pose just name a few, simply responded, I will always rate gay perverted addicts. Sorry. His perfect clapback was applauded by his followers, including drag race icon Adore Delano, who responded, can I be the one? I'll play the evil mermaid who eats her prey. 
after midnight. One Twitter user wrote, y'all were insane for thinking Ryan would get rid of this crazy twinks like that's his brand. Joking aside, others thanked Murphy for the wealth of LGBTQ characters and storylines he has brought to mainstream TV and film in recent years. One Twitter user said, I appreciate what you've created for our community and thank you. You know, I don't know how I feel about this because he has brought a lot of uh, LGBTQ characters to the mainstream. There are multiple every single season of American Horror Story and in the American Horror Stories episodes. But a lot of them are like drug addicts. <laughs> like they're all doing All the drugs. characters are strange. You're just not just gay and twinks, you know? Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Tell me, tell me all, all about it. Dr. Yeah, I, I watched this series and it's good, you know? Mm-hmm. So... How did Simple as that. Feel? I mean, you know, he he writes a good show. Let's put it that way. He <laughs> does like, write. He does write a good show. But uh, but yeah, no, I've I've enjoyed every season of American Horror yeah. Story except for Freak Show. I stopped watching it halfway through. I got bored. I don't know why. I just didn't like that season. Each their own, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, speaking of twinks, Jason, do you know what time it is? Morning wood. Morning Wood, yeah, that is correct. <laughs> it's time for the Not Straight Cast moment of conclusion. Woo! So it's the early 90s in Barbie. You remember Barbie, right? She's I at her peak popularity. I think, yeah. But her boyfriend is a bit bland, a true dork best known for wearing satin tuxedos. Simply put, Ken isn't cool, and Mattel is not having any of that. <laughs> But before giving Ken the boot, the toy giant decides to survey a gaggle of children on what's cool, hoping to save Barbie's twinling leading man. The children's answer is likely informed by media and club culture trends inspired Ken's new look of what would become an infamous nightmare for Mattel. Released in 1993, the doll was called Earring Magic Ken, which is absolutely the best name for an accidentally gay doll. And he is every 90s queer stereotype in a chiseled hunk of plastic. Earring Magic Ken rocks a mesh lavender shirt and matching pleather vest. His pair is perfectly quaffed and expertly highlighted with chunky streaks of blonde. True to his name, his ear is pierced on the left side, which is sometimes considered to be a covert way of indicating queerness. And that's not all. His necklace was almost decidedly modeled after a sexual accessory trend of leather and club kids alike. After the doll's 1993 release, activist and writer Dan Savage who was at the time working for the queer-focused newspaper, The Stranger, wrote a piece about the doll's decidedly gay look. In the story, Savage particularly focused on the doll's necklace, a circular chrome pendant hanging from a silver chain. Savage wrote that the necklace is what 10 out of 10 people on the know will tell you at a glance is a cock ring. (laughs) You love this? Yeah. (laughs) So Mattel issued a Ken doll with a cock ring as a necklace. (laughs) Savage also wrote that it's seen that Mattel's design team spent a weekend in LA or New York dashing from Ray the Rave, taking notes and Polaroids. The Paul led Lisa, and I'm not making up her last name, Mick Kendall. <laughs> hang on, Mick hang on, Kend- hang on a second. It's Fauxpas. I said Fauxpas, didn't I? You said Fupa. Fupa. Fupa, Fauxpas. 
Wow. <laughs> okay. The Fox Paz. Love <laughs> <Kendall>. <laughs> I was more focused again to her last name. I know. Nick Kendall. Right? <laughs> he was then the manager of marketing and communications for Mattel. The release of statements saying like that, like, doesn't this sound mean we're not in the business of putting cock rings in the hands of little girls. Wow. McKendall told the stranger it's a necklace. It holds charms. He can share with Barbie. Come on. This is a doll's design for little girls. Something like that would be entirely inappropriate. Yeah, she should have just not responded. That would have been better than what she said. Yeah, this is the 90s, though. So keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 we should have been burned in a fire. So, yeah. Who knows if the children's survey by Mattel brought up this trendy accessory or some clueless market researcher shouted out the pendant idea at a board meeting. It only mattered that Ken was wearing a super sexual necklace, a mesh lavender shirt, and had his left ear pierced. New Ken, as he was termed, was officially gay Ken. <laughs> While clueless moms picked up earring magic Ken for their kids, queer men flocked to the toy stores, scooping up the doll accidentally modeled after their image. But Savage's article is what many unofficial earring magic Ken historians consider to be the last straw for Mattel, with the toy brand discontinuing this particular Ken doll soon after publication. Mattel even went as far as to recall the doll from the shelves. He was that gay. <laughs> in total, Earring Magic Ken was only available for six months in 1993, but it still reportedly remains the best-selling Ken doll of all time. Some even suspect that the doll may be the best-selling Barbie of all time, although this title is publicly held by 1992's Tony Hair Barbie. Mattel, for what it's worth, won't really discuss Earring Magic Ken. He's not even in the brand's archive of historically significant dolls, despite his best-seller status. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's crazy. Have you ever heard of that up to this point? No, I hadn't. Yeah, I just ran across that the other day. They're actually in the I read the story and it's like, yeah, I'm a little bit too young to remember this here. Yeah, because I mean, I was probably in like ninth grade at the time. So, you know, obviously, uh, Ken and Barbie weren't really on my radar at that point. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm looking on eBay. They're selling for like 70 bucks. Oh, yeah. They are still worth something. So, and that is a big ring around his neck. Yeah, because it's a cock ring, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Oh man. But anyways, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Not Streetcast. Subscribe to us where all great podcasts are sold. Also, check out NotStreetcast.com, which has links to our previous shows, our Facebook, Reddit, and Twitter pages, our Discord server, the NotStreet.store blogs, news, and more. If you like us, please leave a five-star review in your favorite podcast app. We thank you for listening to Not Straight Cast, and as always, until next time, have a not straight one. <laughs>